As I look back over my life And see where I have been Jesus, I praise you That I'm not stuck in sin But way down in my spirit One praise is not enough So I lift my hands And give you
rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, 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 everyone. My name is Sharice Johnson Moore, your hope builder, lifting you out of your sorrow by guiding you to see Christ within through scripture and practical applications. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Daily Devotional. Today, we will be talking about Joshua 14, 1 through 15. Joshua 14, 1 through 15, and we'll be speaking about the children of Israel and what their inheritance looks like, okay? So, once you get your Bibles, tablets, cell phone, however you may be reading the Word, and come and let's do this uh, learning together. Let's let's learn together in this aspect. And I want you to, you know, glean what I glean what I'm gleaming from this word, this passage. Okay, so come on, everybody, let's do this. It's time for Daily Devotional. Today we are reading Joshua 14, 1 through 15. And it reads, And these are the countries which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Elijah the priest and Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel distributed for inheritance to them. By lot was their inheritance as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses for the nine tribes and for the half-tribe. For Moses had given the inheritance of two tribes and a half-tribe on the other side Jordan. But unto the Levites he gave none inheritance among them. For the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Therefore they gave no part unto the Levites in the land, save cities to dwell in, with their suburbs for their cattle and for their substance. As the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgad, and Caleb 
the son of Jephunim, Jephunim, the Kizanite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God concerning me, and thee in Kadesh Baharim, Kadesh Banarim, Banar, forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Banar to Espy out to espy spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord have kept me alive as he said these forty and five years even since the Lord spake his word unto Moses while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness and now, lo, I I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain, Whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou hardest, hardest in that day, how the Amakite and Anakims, Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Nafuna, Hebron, for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kizanite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. For the name of Hebron became Kajathabrah, Kajatharaba, which our Arba was a great man among the Anakims in the land, had rest from war. I've just read Joshua 14 1 through 15. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you to say thank you. Lord, we say thank you with all our hearts, our souls, our minds, our, our bodies. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done, all that you're doing right now, all that you're going to do, Lord. We thank you for all the gracious love that you have bestowed upon us on this day. 
that thou hast made to be happy and glorious in it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we say may you add a blessing to the reading of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. deep dive into this <laughs> Joshua 14 1 through 15 and it speaks of a time where everyone is getting their portion of this land that God has promised them Prom- they have all reached this the, the promised land, okay? This is where they reached their promised land. And it is distributed to the to the tribes that get land. And one particular young man says Caleb. Caleb brings to remembrance of 40 years ago when he was sent out to search the land, to spy the land, to see and come, go see what the land had to offer. What was there? Uh, is there anything good of the land? You know, he had to go there, look for it, look for himself, and come back and bring a report. Okay. And now, Caleb has come in front of Joshua uh, after 40 years of this happening, uh, um, where... Caleb, like I said, Caleb went into that. Okay, remember when I did this? And remember when I did that? And Caleb says, I have went and did that when I did it before. The other, I went out with 11 other people. There's all 12 of us going out. There's all 12 other tribes. All the 12. We picked 12 to go out to go spy land. 40 years ago. When we came back, came when we came back, the report y'all believed 11 and you didn't and you didn't believe me. But I gave you a good report. And because I followed what God instructions were to me 40 years ago, you are obligated to because I followed God's instructions, obligation is there that you uh, give me my inheritance of what I'm supposed to have. So Caleb in this chapter speaks up for himself of, look, I have done everything when I went out 40 years ago and I came back and gave you that report and from the words of Moses, I was supposed to get an inheritance. The Lord, the Lord, because I follow God's instructions, I supposed to get this inheritance. And you know what? It might be 40 years later, Right? So, Caleb speaks up. He gets his land. Now, the point of this story is that the point of this story is that when you are faithful to your assignment, 
you have to be patient while waiting for the blessing. You, even though Caleb says, look, I, I did what God asked me. Now you, you owe me. You, I, I, I want my blessing. I'm calling it out. I'm calling it like I see it. I, I, I supposed to get a blessing from what I did 40 years ago when I came back and gave a good report. I follow God's heart. Now I want, I, I want it. I want what's mine. So he gets, he, he, Joshua gives him his land. Joshua agrees with him. And the thing is, is when you are faithful and you have been patiently waiting because of your servitude, because of your devotion, because of your honor, because of your honesty, because of you living right and talking right and treating people right and doing everything right, you think, you know, that when you went and did, when you tried to give an honest report 40 years ago, you did not believe me, but you owed me this because I came back and followed what God, I did what God asked me to do. And it, sometimes your blessings don't come immediately when you do something and you want your gratification right then. Sometimes God make you wait for a reason because everything is in due season. And everything can't be now, 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 now. God is trying to teach us God is trying to teach us teach us about having patience when it comes to the promises of God. Can I say I don't wait long enough? I, you know, like really? He like, look, this man, I want mine now. I have waited and waited and waited, and all them other people are dead. Them other people are gone. What they got to look, what they got to do with me now? I've sat here and waited patiently. And Caleb says, look, my time is now. And he is giving his time when he speaks up. Because God says, okay, now it's time. Because he was, he did follow what I asked him to do. So I will bless him because he deserves that. And sometimes us as humans, we do something for, we do something and we ain't got no patience behind it. God might have given us a vision or opened a crack the door or something. And we want to bust right on in and get what we got. Sometimes God said, hold up. Um, this ain't the perfect time right now. I'm going to make you wait a little while longer before I bless you. But you will get your blessing. And the part that we have to learn how to understand that we have to have patience. We can't rush God when he want to bless us either. Everything ain't coming right now, right? I need it right now. I got a microwave and bing and ding and a ding, pick it up and, you know. No, God don't work like that. And so we got to learn. We got to learn how to have patience during our our time of waiting. What you going to do while you waiting? We don't hear nothing about Caleb after that incident. We don't hear nothing about Caleb. Might hear here, there, here, there, here, here, and there. But we do not hear anything about Caleb until this, till Joshua rules. Joshua and God have come into understanding, and now Joshua and God have a relationship just like Moses and God. But we don't hear nothing about Caleb. And now they're in the promised land, and he's like, look, 
I've been doing, Lord. I've been patiently waiting. I have, uh, you know, served you to the fullness of my heart. I have done all these things you have asked me to do. And I'm just wanting to really get into what is mine. So, my word for you today is have patience, stop rushing stuff. Couldn't rush stuff, you do it wrong. All those entrepreneurs out there, you know, whether you're writing a book, starting a business, whatever, find out, do all your be in that time of waiting. In that time, say you had a vision. Say you had a vision. And you saw yourself as being an author, a writer, starting your own business, you know, this, that, and the third, right? And you had this vision maybe five, you, you might have had this vision, but five years have passed since you have turned around and had that vision, but nothing is nothing has come out, nothing has manifested out the vision, right? Because sometimes your vision is seeing your future. Your vision is seeing your future, and while you wait, you may want to research and get your get everything in order before you jump into what God is about to bless you with. Don't waste that time to sit and uh, wish it coulda, shoulda. No, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. God gave you the vision, or God gave you a for a, a, a fast forward. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you. Like I had an epiphany yesterday. I had an epiphany yesterday. I had a, I had a moment of clarity, right? And my moment of clarity was, I want a car. I don't have a vehicle right now. And I'm sitting here like, rub two pennies together, bro. And I got all this stuff going on. I got, I had to sit, I sat down and thought about it. And the thing was, God says, you got money sitting right here on the floor. I got 93 books, published books, sitting in my floor, sitting in a box, so I sat there yesterday and counted them. 1800 dollars worth of merchandise sitting in my floor. Cause I'm trying I got two books and two books tied. I got I got uh two books out. And one stack is a stack of 43 and the other one is a stack of 48. Okay. So, you know, and the thing is I counted them. All right, and then I said, all right, I'm charging $20 for all these books. How much is that? $1,800. I said, I got my car money sitting right here in my pot, in my floor, in my face. Them books have been sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And I'm like, I'm feeling real stupid. I'm feeling real dumb. Like, you could have been had your car. You had this money sitting here on this floor, even though I went out and done big events and stuff like that and whatnot and things, and, and I'm sitting here, and God says, you got money sitting right here in the floor, sitting right here in the floor, and you get your car. 
And my thing is, in that time of waiting in that season, think about all the things that you could be doing to get you to this other goal you got. That's one of my goals. Go ahead and get me a car and get get me some transportation. Because a while back, I don't, I mean, I don't, a while back, because of my past lifestyle, I lost my license. And fines and all the other stuff got to be paid, right? So, my thing is, God has opened the door where I can get my license back. And I can, I can go ahead and do all that and get this out the way. God said, you got money sitting on the floor. In that time process of waiting, had that vision of me having a call a while back. God has opened the door and said, look, I bless you with this. You ain't got to worry about that. I bless you. I bless you. Alleviate the debt. I ain't got to... Okay, in that time of waiting in the process, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you going to what are you going to do? What are you going to do while you're waiting? During that course, if you had that vision about that job, a vision about that uh uh, uh business you want, all right, time to sit down, do research, might go do a class, might uh, get a mentor, I might do you know this and this and this and. My thing is, in the time that you're whining, complaining, murmuring, being distracted from what this vision God has given you, that God has given you, you know, work on your vi- work on the vision, work on work on what that that thought that God gave you, okay, maybe I need to start a a publishing business. I may want to start helping children, abuse children, children been in the system, and, you know, all these ideas God gave us for, for something, to do something with it, we all have a purpose. What is your purpose while waiting for the vision to manifest? You know, and Caleb says, like, okay, I I done what I had to do, Lord. I need mass. And Caleb, when he asked for his, he got it. That's how we have to that's how we have to seek out our vision. Because faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. If you had this vision that you gotta keep the you gotta have faith, say God did not give me this vision for nothing. Just like Caleb said, 40 years ago, I had I knew what I saw and I gave a good report. He went, God sent him, God sent Caleb and the other 11. He came back, he gave his report. But because of what the other 11 went against him and said, they did not walk into the promised land that day because they did not have enough faith to step out and move into this new territory. That's, that's another thing that gets me. God give you the vision and you sitting at home and you too scared to, to, to even you too scared to even do the research on what, what God gave you the vision for. And you sitting at home like, oh, I don't know. I maybe I'll think about it. Oh Lord. And, and then you find other excuses. In the, in the process, you found other excuses in the process of why you can't do this and why you, you talk yourself out the blessing. 
Don't do that. Take one thing at a time and accomplish it. You want to get a mentor for your business, business content, whatever your business, whatever that thing is that God calling you to do. Don't brush it off, sweep it under the rug. Oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow. When it's time for you to come into play, have all your eggs in the basket straight. That's what my grandma would say. Have a, if you're going to have eggs, if you're going to put all your eggs in one basket, at least have them lined up. One, two, three, four. This is step one. This is step two. This is step three. This. So when you, so when you um, pull these eggs out the basket one at a time like that, they all fall in order. Okay? That's like what Caleb. Caleb said, look, it's my turn. I'm, pour, I'm putting all my cards on the table. I'm going to go ahead and go for this. I ain't got time. I'm, it's been 40 years. I think it's my turn. And when you sit and you step up and you work with your faith and you work with your knowledge and you work with your research and work with the, when you've done what you can do, God will turn around and give you the blessings of your heart that you desire. That's almost like an inheritance for a house or inheritance in your family. Inheritance. And now that I look on my family's history, back history, it was set up for the way my grandma really wanted it, but because of my foolishness and my selfishness, I lost out on my inheritance because God knew that my father was going to pass three years later. God knew their end from the beginning. And he was trying to set me up, but I didn't see that at the time. She wanted me to have the house. But because of my ignorance and foolishness and myself, my pride and my selfishness, and I just thought, but I didn't know my dad was going to be dead in three years after she died. I didn't know that. But see, I was ignorant. I was I was not paying attention. So, pay attention when stuff happening. Pay attention. About your inheritance, about what's going on in your family, or whatever is going on in your life with your parents. I'm going to another level with this, as you can see. Um, when it comes to inheritance... When it comes to inheritance, pay attention to what's going on with your peoples. Don't just, oh, they old. They don't know what they're doing, you know. Pay attention. Because tomorrow, when they get older, it taught me one lesson when my grandma passed. It taught me the lesson, pay attention to what's going on with older people and their belongings to what is theirs and what they may want you to have. And what you What are you getting get ready to inherit? No, make and make sure that they have it set up where you get inheritance. Inheritance is legacy. It's not just getting possessions. It's what you what are you leaving behind? 
that you can teach the next generation, your grandma, your grandpa. What is they teaching you? What is they teaching you in life to take to your grandkids when you have some? I just had an epiphany about that. I got a granddaughter now, and that is all I could think about. What can I leave her in this world? Uh, you know, that she could be secure for her future when she get older. What can she get? And now I understand why my grandma felt the same way about me. I want to leave you this house. I want to leave you this because I know, I, you know, she wanted to leave her something to somebody. She wanted to leave an inheritance. And now I see what she was talking about because now I got a grandbaby myself. And that's all I that's all I think about when it comes to my grandbaby. What can I leave her? What can I leave her? Not a, something tangible that she can carry on, that she can say, "Oh, my grandma left me this business." My grandma, my grandma did. My grandma left me this. You know, left me this for college. Or get I, it's not it's not about the it's about loving on someone enough to leave them something where they can live off of. I'm gonna help you out when I die. I want to help when I pass away. I want to leave you this so you don't have to struggle. That was my grandmother. And I, I plan on practicing that as best as I can, as grandma can. I'm going to leave you this so you don't have to struggle. Where you are, and I, you know, and, and another thing, when it comes to becoming a grandparent, it is our responsibility to pass down to them their inheritance. What you teach them. How you teach them, what you teach them, uh, you know, the lessons that you give, it becomes a whole nother chasm when you have grandkids. You look at like totally different when you have some grandkids. It's like, oh my God. Now I gotta now I gotta say and now I gotta I gotta get my I gotta get stuff together for my grandbaby. My kids should be alright, they grown, they fine. But what 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 about this grandbaby? This inheritance I want to leave her. This legacy I want to leave her and her mother and her brother, my my her two her two uncles, you know my two sons. What do I want to leave? I don't want to leave bitterness. I don't want I don't want to leave nobody sad. I don't want to leave nobody crying. I don't want nobody have no regrets. I you know that changed all for me when my grandma died. How I wanted to be looked at as a grandparent. And really changed when I had my, my my daughter had my grandbaby. How do I want to be? How do I want to be remembered when I'm dead? Inheritance is love. I'm gonna leave you a piece of me in these things, in these not materialistic possessions, but also in the life lessons that I want to bring to the table for the grandbaby. And I'm going to leave her with something as when I die, this for you. This this is for you. Okay? So, what inheritance are, what inheritance are you going to leave your children? That is my question for you today as well. 
And what are you going to do while you're waiting uh, for God to give you the blessing from the vision you had like maybe 10, 20 years ago? What are you doing in the meantime to even make it work, to even have a, you know, to, to get it to prosper? Okay. I want to thank everyone for coming in today, uh, for listening to uh, Daily Devotion. And I just want to give you thought-provoking conversation about the word of the Lord, give you positive affirmations for the Lord. I want to love on you and give you all that God is giving me to speak. Okay, I want to say thank you again to all my listeners and you have a mighty, mighty day in the Lord. All right, see you next time. Talk to you next time on Daily Devotional and we will be talking about Joshua 15. Joshua 15. I want y'all have a nice day. Bye, babies. Hello, everyone. Sharice Johnson Moore here, your hope builder, lifting you out of your sorrow by guiding you to see the Christ within through scripture and practical applications. Yes, child. LBM TV has advertising spots open and we want you to join the family. You want to advertise your book trailer, your candle business, your writing business, your ghost writing, your uh, construction business, uh, your, your, your home renovation business. We are here for you. We want to give you the exposure that you need in this season. So, if you are interested in advertising on LBM TV, just come and see me, Sharice Johnson Moore. You can reach me at I am Sharice at ShariceNJohnsonMoore.com and let's sit down and expose your business to the world. Okay? Come on now. Advertise. 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 Hello everyone and welcome to LBM TV. I am Sharice Johnson Moore, owner and CEO of LBM TV. Here at LBM TV, our objective is to give you programming that will invigorate, motivate, and inspire you. Our programming will provide you with insight, in-depth knowledge, and solutions in your daily living. We can be seen on every smart TV, smartphone globally. We're located on C1 Media Smart TV app, Apple TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Google TV. So get ready to enjoy a positive, uplifting program for your daily living here at LBM TV, where we care about you. I
kemandirian. Izin hadiri 